1: what's going on badger nation it is michael erickson fashin here and it is great to have you uh welcome to the ppc den podcast your source for all the tips tricks and strategies you need to make amazon advertising a more enjoyable more profitable experience uh today is a wonderful day. It's also a sad day. Uh, It's a wonderful day because I'm joined by my friend Elizabeth Green from Jungler uh, on the show, an incredibly talented, incredibly generous PBC manager. uh, And that's why it's wonderful. However, it's also sad because, Elizabeth, this is the last day you are guest co-hosting with me here on the PBC Den. How has it been these last few weeks?
2: It's been phenomenal. Definitely bittersweet episode. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yes, we got a good one in store for you today. Uh, And uh, yes, it's been absolutely delightful. I love bringing in my friends who are PBC pros to come in, provide different additional perspectives. Uh, I love it. And well, everyone, the show's mostly for me, and if I liked it, <laughs> then then I think that's good enough to to produce for the show. Uh, but no, I know that everyone has really, really appreciated these episodes that we've done. Uh, feedback has been amazing. And with that said, we have a great topic for you today. Uh, this one is one of these topics that is I think anytime we get to do an episode that can categorize different types of activities into buckets allows us to better understand those said buckets. And I think you know that's really my educational philosophy on all of anything, where if you can really start to see the pathways that you walk, and that some of the most successful people who do Amazon advertising, the, the pathways that they track every day and then we could get to label them. We can create a map, a mental map and start to get to wherever we need to get to a lot faster. Um, and that's what we've done here today. We, so this topic connects a lot of different things. Uh, it c- connects goal setting, how we think about goals. It connects the growth of a campaign. Uh, it connects what you want your target A cost to be, which I think is still the biggest thing. When I get on the phone with people, one of their biggest things is, I feel like my A cost is too high. Would you also say that's the number one thing that you hear on the phone when you talk to people as well?
2: Yeah, no, that that's always a huge one. I actually got on the phone the other day. Um, with someone who said my a cost is too high I'm running at 30 percent and I feel like you know it's just completely out of control and I'm, well first off they said my a cost is out of control so I'm like okay well what's out of control because yeah. out of control to somebody else right. is hundred percent and for him it was 30 yeah. and he wasn't <laughs> sure where he should be and so I was asking him questions like what is your profit margins he said what do you what would you see for my account thankfully I knew I knew the niche very very well actually so I could give him a lot Mm -hmm. better insights than i normally could if i'm not on as sure um and so but it turns out his profit margins were 46 percent and um and -hmm. his high his price point was much higher it was you know close to around forty dollars and i'm like you're doing good. <laughs>
0: like, <and> he, so <laughs> him inter- hearing
2: yeah. that was, he was like, oh, very reassured, which was good to be able, you know, to give him that good information that, you know, you're sitting where a lot of people wish they were. Your profit margins are amazing. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you're profitable on your ads, regardless of even your tacos. You're just, your ads are doing phenomenal. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> and so I it was like, good- Hey, I have a 7%. I have a 7% ACOS. Is that good? And it's like, uh, yeah, Maybe. conversations like that do happen. <laughs> so it it will help with thinking about your target A costs, setting goals for your target A costs, all these good kinds of things. So what we have here today is two very simple words. Uh, and I think when people talk about going and doing things inside their campaigns, they're saying, "I'm going to go optimize it." Um, let me go optimize it. Here I go. I'm going to go optimize it. You know, I'm a PPC optimizer. M- Makes total sense. Yes. Today, I want to take that word optimize and break it up into two separate things, uh, because I think breaking it up into these two separate things will help you truly understand why you're doing what you're doing and will help you better set goals. And it's really the ebb and flow of a PPC campaign. And if you listen to this show, I mean, I think there's some like President's Club type people that have listened to every single episode here so if you listen to the show a lot you really appreciate like the the artfulness of ppc optimization you know there's like serenity in the spreadsheets uh so like this is kind of a poetic like the ebb and flow of ppc optimization uh is these two balancing forces the yin the yin and yang <laughs> i didn't say ying I said yin and yang of PVC optimization, which is the optimization and the expansion. And of course, this assumes you already know what you want your target A cost to be, of course. Um, but what we want to do is really define what we mean when we say optimization activities and expansion activities. So let's first break down these definitions. Elizabeth, how do you think of an expansion activity inside Amazon PPC.
2: Yeah. And so we're breaking it down because there's a lot of different levels it's like anything Mm -hmm. um you say one word and you kind of know what it means when you start looking at all the different pieces and all the different parts of it and it allows you to kind of group things and then slowly ease into them and really dissect them so this is going to be a really fun one to dig into Um, so expansion, expansion activities are um you can think about going out and conquesting it's it's Trying to get a bigger piece of the pie, grabbing another piece of the market. Um, now, there's a f- quite a few ways you can do this. But basically, expanding is, you just think about it, expansion. What's the definition of the word? It's its reaching for more um, with, of course, the intent of getting more in return.
1: Right. More clicks, more orders, more impressions, more spend, more stuff. Uh, that's what we define as expansion, an expansion type activity. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that would be an optimization type activity where you're taking what you already have and you're trying to make it run more efficiently or more optimized. Yes. Uh, so that potentially you are getting maybe fewer clicks, but it's coming in more efficiently more optimized better a cause so if you think about these two forces the yin and the yang the expansion represents going out there grabbing more traffic the optimization is getting rid of the parts that weren't doing well and keeping just the very best parts yep so at a super high level that's what we've got expansion and optimization and you know generally if we were just to use like clicks and you know orders and a costs an expansion type activity is going to generally give you more clicks more orders at the potential expense of a higher a cost mm-hmm. on the flip side optimization activities would give you fewer clicks fewer orders but at a more efficient ad spend uh, do you agree with that definition?
2: Yeah yeah I think that's correct.
1: Yeah. So what we want to do now is actually define some of these activities uh, that you are already doing inside your campaigns in the light of expansion and optimization. So l- let's jump into some of the first few expansion type activities. You know, we're trying to grow, or trying to scale. What are, you know, what are some questions that you start asking yourself, Elizabeth, when you start expanding an account?
2: So the first thing we identify is what are we missing? Um, that will tell you where you need to expand because, you know, as we're going to go through, there's there's quite a few different levels you can expand on. Um, but if you already have something, you can either expand on what you have or you can expand into what you don't have running in the account right now. Um, but one of the first and really easiest expansions that's taught all over the place and kind of like is the OG, it's still the Holy Grail, it's still the best way to expand, is um, your campaigns through looking at your search term reports. Um So, I mean, basically what everyone teaches is you have your broad running, you have your autos running, um, you have other you know, campaign types, maybe your category targeting that is bringing in additional data and you get that through your search term reports. So then, of course, going through search term report, what's already working? What am I not, you know, rolling back over into my campaigns? Let me go and scrape that and create campaigns around those. So that is kind of the first, the foremost, and really, honestly, one of the best ways to expand because you're expanding based on actionable data. If you're expanding based on a brand new keyword set you have untested, you know, it could be work for the product. Not that there's anything wrong with expanding in that way, but there's no way to kind of have an idea of what may work. Where if you're going through search reports, you know what works. You've seen it. Doesn't it always absolutely translate into your new campaigns? No, but you're starting on a much, you have a much better jumping off point than if it's a brand new set, something you've never unt- uh, tested before. Um, and then in addition to just rolling the back into maybe your sponsored product ads, you can take your sponsored product ads through search term reports and roll that into, you know, other ad types as well. So you know, there's there's multiple things you can do just with search term reports um, to help expand what you're already doing in your account.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the classic. You know, we've called it research peels to can block uh, or search term graduation. Uh, you know, moving things up from a looser targeting to a tighter targeting that is uh, an expansion activity. It's sort of saying, hey, when this when this search term was in my auto campaign, I only got ten clicks over thirty days. Uh, with a $1 bid. But if I maybe graduate this up to an exact match, a tighter a tighter match type, now all of a sudden, maybe I'm going to bid $2 and ideally I can, you know, increase the amount of clicks and orders that I got. And this is probably one of the safest, you know, a cost controlled type activities you can do for expansion. And then of course you can take that and you can plop that into a sponsored brand, uh, sponsored brand ad, uh, so on and so forth. And, you know, continue doubling down on something that, you know, you already have some data that works. Uh, and then, of course, you can go. Uh, so that's that's generally like the safest expansion type activity. Uh, another really nice expansion activity uh, is just looking at what campaign types you're missing. Missing, You know, probably sponsored display, easiest win right now. We're recording this in March 2021. A lot of people don't have sponsored display running, but it's generally, a, you know, a safe bet, you know, retargeting, you know, traffic that you've already that has already done something to see your product in the first place, generally a good place to, you know, safer bet. But really, just looking at, you know, do I have uh, an auto campaign for it? Do I have a manual keyword-based campaign? Do I have a manual product targeting campaign? Do I have a sponsored product, you know, p- competitor campaign? Do I have all the different types of keyword-based targeting? Sp- transfer that over to sponsored brand ads. Tack on sponsored display. Uh, you know, if you're already maxing those out maybe go over and tap into DSP. So it's like you work up the, you know, the the graduated uh, campaign types that are out there. And generally what you start to see is like your momentum start building. Uh, there's various data points as well as anecdotal evidence that, you know, when an account has all the ad types running, you know, by definition, that account is going to be larger than one that's maybe only running sponsored products. So there's definite benefit at, you know, slowly and, and surely working your way up the mountain, of all the different campaign types, so that's you know another expansion-based activity, and then of course we have budgets as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, budgets are a huge one for expansion, um, and there are times where. And we're going to get into it later. Like, when should you expand? When should you be optimizing? Um, but a lot of times, if you're running up against various, you know, your budgets are more limited. You've been more restricted because you are you're trying to keep costs down. It's understandable. Um, but if you have a restricted budget and you go to expand... Um, maybe I put a bunch more keywords in my campaigns or I would like to run more ad types, but I have, you know, more restricted budgets on things. Your your new expansion doesn't have room to fully be tested mm-hmm. to fully understand what if this works or not. And then when you go back into the optimization step, because you've already expanded, you already, you know, you're accumulating that data, you're seeing what works, you're seeing what doesn't work. While you haven't had, um, you don't have enough budget to really understand if something works or not. Um, You might have gotten one click on something. One click is not actionable data, you know, you're never going to have 100% ACoS on Amazon. I absolutely wish that was the case. It's it's never going to be the case. Um, so you need to accumulate more clicks to even determine if this is working or not. But if you don't have the budget to do that, either it's just going to take you a very, very long time to even figure that out, or possibly if you never expand budgets, you may never figure that out. And so it's going to get that one click, but essentially you just wasted that ad spend because... You're not, you know, you're not giving it enough to really be tested. So it's sitting there kind of leaking money and not really doing anything for you, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes budget limitations can be the easiest way to grow. Um, there was an account, uh, they, I think they, I first started talking to them. they were spending a uh, hundred thousand a month at a good ACOS. And they had this laundry list of things that they wanted to, to do and it was it's almost like after I looked at it their top campaign the one that was generating the most revenue with a phenomenal a cost was hitting its budget limit every single day Uh, so like literally the best biggest and best thing that could be done for their account is to simply go in and increase the budget for that existing campaign and continue to capture more of the demand that that campaign is already generating so budget limitations should always be looked at. Mm-hmm. Um let's get into some bid optimization for expansion based activities. So like going in changing bids for an expansion type activity, you know, it, how does that relate to to what we're talking about here where we're trying to make things larger? You know, when do we think about bid optim- bid changing bid optimization as a expansion based activity?
2: Yeah, and that probably goes back to your first point where you were talking about upping your campaign budget it allows you to get more um if you have something that's already working not now the i guess caveat would be not every single keyword will have the ability to be scaled just due to search volume however Mm -hmm. there are a lot of keywords that you might have gotten really restrictive on the bids um through you know your optimizations because maybe they weren't working in the beginning maybe it was very competitive you're going up against some large players and your reviews just weren't there maybe your images but maybe you've tweaked your images maybe you have better reviews and you're noticing your a class is actually really good on this keyword but because you know it had previously been restricted because it was just not something that was feasible to go after um with any reasonable profitability um in the beginning or maybe you know your budgets had been restricted and so you were you were you needed to hem hem in your spend where maybe now you're making enough organic sales that it can offset a bigger ad budget. So there are times when it would make sense to go in and maybe reevaluate your keywords and see, okay, so what is bringing me a good a cost and what is bringing me a large chunk of my sales? Um, and a good thing to look at also when doing this is um, the percentage, you can do some calculations to figure out um, what percentage of sales a single keyword is bringing in. Um, and if that keyword has, you know, a much larger percentage of your sales, then that's probably a one, you know, to think about. Now the a may or may not be favorable. So you would make that judgment call, you know, whether that makes sense for you. Um, but those would be ones I would look at, okay, if I increase this bid, can I increase the sales volume that I get through it? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times on very high search volume keywords, the answer is yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, it's not an important caveat here is that it's not always a silver bullet. Uh, you know, you might have a keyword Mm -hmm. that's only profitable, uh, and only has a good ACOS when it's showing up in rest of search, and then you go in there and you increase the bid, and all of a sudden now showing up top of search, and maybe you know that it just isn't working for it, and eventually it should be brought back down. So, I think. That being said, like if you push it up to the top of search, you're probably gonna get more clicks than if you had it sitting at rest of search. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely something where you want to press the gas on a keyword to have it get more traffic. And generally, if something, you know, the most simple bit optimization, you know, if this then that ever created was, you know, if my keyword is under my target ACOS. So I have a keyword at 10% ACOS, my target is 30% ACOS increase the bid. Uh, so get a little bit more aggressive, ideally show up more frequently in better positions. Uh, and until, you know, you would optimize it, you know, if my keyword is over my target A cost, decrease the bid some amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's really the you know, almost like we're going back in time and we're studying what the like Neolithic humans did when they optimized mm-hmm. their bids. Like that's the most simple bid optimization thing that there ever was. And it taps into this expansion. If I bid more, I'm gonna expand, meaning I'm gonna get more clicks for a keyword. Uh, they're gonna be more expensive. But ideally, I bring in more clicks, I bring in more orders. Mm-hmm. So if your campaign is under your target A cost, you could probably bid more on your best keywords and get more traffic. Uh, In the same light, if your campaign is under target ACoS, that's a perfect opportunity to drop in more keyword testing, test even more, you know, getting more keywords. Uh, Adding keywords is an expansion activity, uh, not necessarily an optimization or a restriction activity. You know, if you think of, let's say you had a campaign that was at 50% ACoS and you're trying to get down to 30% ACoS, One thing that you shouldn't do to try to bring down the ACoS is dropping a whole bunch of new keywords. Early on, I I remember talking to a lot of... I feel like I don't talk to these people anymore because they've been listening to the show. But um, there was a time period like for a year, like maybe mid-2019 to like mid-2020, where so many people were writing in saying they had a high ACoS. And then I would go and look at their campaigns. And they recently added hundred keywords mm-hmm. uh, and it's like their a cost wasn't good to begin with they dropped in even more keywords you know using some kind of keyword tool they had all these keywords in there and then you know that only made their a cost go up too you know if you have a hundred new keywords and you know each keyword is going to need ten clicks in order to get an order you know if you just did you know a hundred keywords <laughs> multiplied by they all need ten clicks each you know now all of a sudden you have hundreds of clicks that are just, you need to fill, uh, in order to f- even find out if these things are going to be working well. So that's mm-hmm. why if your campaign is under your target A costs, you know, you have a target of 30, you're currently at 20, you have plenty of room to drop in some new keywords and start testing. So mm-hmm. it's like talented PPC managers really see this and they, they sort of know like, Hey, I'm not going to go drop in a whole bunch of new keywords in a campaign that is over my target A cost, I'm going to optimize it. So that, that sort of represents the, the power of, of this episode. Start thinking in terms of like what lane should I be in in approaching this account or this campaign.
2: Yeah. And another thing I would add to this, and this goes for all levels of the expansion, is you can do it in increments. Yeah. For instance, if, you know, especially with that bids and raising it, if it's below your target A cost, if you're sitting on page three, rest of search, you don't necessarily need to hit page one, maybe give it mm-hmm. 10 cents up it 10%. You know, you can up it more than that if it's really working. But by doing it gradually, you you know, you're not doing these snap swings and sometimes things don't respond as well to that, I'm always a fan of doing things incrementally or if you're running Mm -hmm. up against budget limits and you're really worried about your spend going crazy, you know, say my budget's running out at 11 o'clock and I wanna go to, you know, I need to double it. Don't necessarily need to double it. Maybe just add an extra $10, add an extra $20 every couple of days, track and see how that goes. And that goes for adding keywords. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to expand and you find a good list of a thousand keywords, you maybe don't need to add all of the thousand. Maybe pick the 10 best, 50 best, 100 best. Start there. You can always do more and you know then you can wait for that little subsection to work, go into the next step optimization, which we'll go through. Um, and then, so it's a continuous cycle. Um, not everything needs to be done today. Not everything can be done today and not mm-hmm. everything should be done today. Um, so by slowly working up there, you're going to see much better results. You're going to have a lot, lot less wasted ad spend.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful point. Uh, you know, I'd always prefer smaller, more frequent changes than less frequent mega changes (laughs) um so that's (laughs) that's a great point that you brought up you know but maybe you're increasing budgets you don't need to quadruple your budget overnight you can increase it five ten percent uh watch it monitor and in fact i think that's what the most talented pvc managers do like many micro changes as opposed to waiting and then dropping a, a cannonball and like changing many, many things all at once. Um, and, you know, part of the reason that you would do that is because you don't want, you want to be able to trace be, trace your steps yes. backwards. Uh, you know, when I increased it this much over here, I saw this kind of increase. So I'm going to double down and keep going in that direction. Or if it didn't work, I'm going to trace my steps back and move backwards and then do something else. So mm-hmm. amazing point. Let's move on to optimization activities. So a classic example might be, you know, let's say someone was just starting their campaigns and they put a whole bunch of expansion type things in it. So they launched new campaigns, they launched new campaign types, they upped their budgets, they upped their bids, they added new keywords, they did all these expansion things. And what you would expect to happen is that you get a surge in clicks, a whole bunch of new orders, but not all of these are gonna be 10 out of 10 winners. You know, if you launch 10 new keywords, maybe you'll have, you know, of those 10 keywords, maybe two of them you want to get rid of immediately, maybe, you know, another three of them are are going to be uh, like slam dunks out of the gate. And then the other five just need to be optimized. Uh, So when we talk about doing optimization work, you know, we're sort of thinking about what can we do to improve what we have without necessarily launching something new. So um, you know, a good, a good anecdote here is we had uh, a client, very, very high A cost, and they wrote us and they said, Hey, shouldn't we be launching all these additional campaign types and testing all these different new keywords? That's like, well, you know, we have an account, it's already got data. We need to optimize it and get it, you know, at a good A cost first. And then we're going to build upon a stronger foundation. So, you know, what are some of the things that you think about when it comes time to begin the optimization cycle?
2: So basically it's a good point here is like, what do you have that's not working? What needs to be fixed? Um, And then in the beginning when you said, you know, you should, you were assuming you have some sort of target ACoS. Optimizing is one of those words, people say I'm optimizing, but really it's you're optimizing for what? Most people that is to bring the account into some sort of Mm -hmm. ACoS target. So having an idea of where you're going Mm -hmm. is going to give you really that starts filling in all the pieces of how to get there for instance you know if your if your a cost is super high really spend comes down to a keyword level so most likely that has to do with your keyword bids and optimizing those um now you, you know, you could have things that optimizing could be just adjusting your bids, optimizing could be pausing things, optimizing could be, you know, maybe turning the bids very, very low for time to come back and retest. I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of ways and things you can tweak. Um, but really it's, it's identifying what is driving the thing that you need to optimize. What, what is, what's the section of my account that's creating a poor performance? It could be, um, you know, um, bids, of course, is, is a really big one. But there's also things like you. you just have things in the account that aren't working as well that could be ad types some particular products don't perform well in sponsored brand ads and that's fine um just there's no reason to run a sponsored brand ad if you say i need a sponsored brand ad if the sponsored brand ad is not serving you and your product maybe you have other products that work better or maybe you have better variations that need to be in that sponsored brand ad you maybe you need to showcase a little bit a different side so optimizing is really tweaking your account and what's there to have it perform what you, you know, kind of where you need it to be, what you need it to do for you.
1: Yeah. And I think you brought up a really great point that I wanted to expand on. (laughs) Um, The concept of um, like, you don't have to do this all at once. You can take incremental changes inside a campaign. So you don't need to dramatically increase the budget or dramatically decrease the budget for any one campaign. Uh, but you can also work in sections of the account as well. Um, you know, you can expect, you can be expanding in some areas and constricting in other areas. So in, in reality, you know, we'll talk about the synergy later, but a lot of times these mm-hmm. things are happening simultaneously. Um, so really, you know, if an account is far over the target ACOS and, you know, the goal is to get it down as quickly as possible, you know, Generally, if something was performing very, very poorly for a, a long period of time over many clicks, you know, that's where you would you know start to do potential pausings of things, maybe pausing keywords or pausing specific variations that just aren't working. Optimization activities are really the opposite of expansion activities. So instead of launching a whole bunch of new campaign types, is there a campaign type that just really isn't connecting right now and you want to pause it or restrict the budget or lower the budget Mm -hmm. and then revisit it later? Um, So that's a super quick way to get things going where you need them to uh, in those extreme circumstances where you really, you know, getting at a more appropriate ACOS is is going to be more important than, you know, appearing for... Mm -hmm you know, the same amount of clicks. So we want to restrict things a little bit there. So when something's over the target ACOS, our bid optimization begins to be reduced. We want a slightly lower bid. Maybe instead of appearing in top of search, we actually want to appear in rest of search because that's going to be a more profitable placement for us. So bid optimization generally gets lower. uh, And there's a couple other activities too for optimization activities optimization type activities.
2: Yes, yeah, there's quite a few. I do wanna tack on to what you said about the bid optimization and lowering it. Um, That goes back to my other point about doing things in increments. Um, Bid lowering, although it, it can take more time to get to the target A cost, a lot of times it's good to do that incrementally as well. You know, just week over week, or maybe even twice a week if you have um, a very large account and a large amount of spend, which means you have more data to make actions on. Um, but if you went in to an account and you said, "All right, everything above my target A cost, I'm just going to pause that," um, most likely that's not mm-hmm. actually even going to bring A cost down because your sales are going to go down, and A cost is spend right. divided across sales. So by doing it incrementally you can slowly bring it back into targets versus making wide sweeping changes when we talk about pausing things the best things to go in and pause are things that are getting you ad spend but no sales and you want to make sure you have enough actionable data to actually pause it um, unless you're absolutely worried things just need to be blown you know blown to bits and brought back to its core. But then again, that goes back to doing things incrementally because in the beginning, that might not actually be um, give you the best performance immediately. It can churn back to have good performance, but sometimes very large optimization swings bring a negative um, return in the next, I wanna say like three to four days, five, depending on it. Um, and then mm-hmm. with large sweeping changes, you're scrambling trying to figure out what change it was that drove the performance when you could, again, have just optimized the piece, optimized it slowly um, and have better insights into what is doing what.
1: Yeah, the whole concept is really like, you know, let's say over a 30 day time frame, you have, I'll say high ACoS with a hundred clicks You begin to optimize that bid, you lower that bid, you uh, get it, you know, to get it down, you're decreasing the bid. So you had 100 clicks with a high ACoS in 30 days, you decrease the bid, maybe in the next 14 days, you only have, uh, you know, instead of pacing at, you know, 50 clicks, maybe now you only pace in the next, you know, you're pacing at maybe 40 clicks. So you're on pace to do 80 clicks now over the next 30 days instead of 100 but now your ACoS is doing a lot better. So you traded clicks for a better ACoS here. And then you can you know, begin to, you know, ideally those are small changes made uh, frequently as opposed to just big sweeping changes. But um, yeah, that's generally the way that it works. Really optimization activities are the inverse of expansion activities. Now to summarize all of this together, it's really in any one minute you're potentially doing both expansion and contraction type activities. Like you're you're going to be expanding in one area, you're going to be adding new keywords to one ad group, and then another ad group you might be lowering bids because the A cost is too high. So really, in order to make a campaign sing and like really do what you want, you always want to be doing and thinking of everything, of everything, because in some ad groups you're going to be under your target A cost, which allows you to add new keywords. Uh, and test new things in other ad groups you might be over your target A cost and you're gonna to need to do some bid reduction and negative keywords and maybe budget reduction. So it's always a you always want to be jamming on both of these and, and the big lesson in this podcast I think is that you you want to know when you're doing which mode and then why you're doing it. And I think that is really something that savvy PPC marketers get when they're looking at an account and when they're looking, you know, down to a keyword level uh, you're able to sort of assess, do I need to do some kind of expansion activity, bid more, new keywords, new ad types, or do I need to do some kind of, you know, optimization down? My ACOS is too high. I need to add new negatives. I need to potentially pause something and try it again later. I need to potentially lower bids. So That kind of thought process, I think, will improve the optimization habits of everyone out there
2: yeah no i definitely agree and there there's always going to be a point where these two are going to run in tandem for instance a new product launch you're not going to probably be doing the optimization step that one you're going to be going full force expansion because you're building out brand new advertising Where some of your older products that are working you know you're probably in optimization phase pruning what's there making it run better um so these two although it's good to think of them in isolation and to dissect you know, what makes up expansion, what makes up optimization. But these two things really work in synergy. For instance, you should always be optimizing bits. That's that's always going to be a continuous cycle. As we went through before, you can be increasing. So you can also do that in tandem. You know, you can be expanding with increasing bits and optimizing through decreasing. Um, but having both of these work kind of in synergy is where you're going to get the most out of your advertising.
1: Big time. And like knowing... Uh, another thing that really talented managers do is they know how aggressively to expand mm-hmm. and how aggressively to optimize down. Uh, at any sense, it's almost like a sixth sense where you can say, "Hey, I'm way over my target A cost. I need to do a lot of optimization down," uh, or saying, "Hey, wow, mm-hmm. uh, this account has so much opportunity. I'm going to really hit the gas on expansion based activities." So this episode hopefully it allows you to start thinking of these activities. Uh, in these different ways which should you know clue you in you know part of the PPC is really just knowing what the next action should be so ideally knowing better sensing when you should be optimizing down or when you should be expanding uh, should should help so many people out there yeah I agree Elizabeth this ends your last episode yes. of your four pack uh, co-hosting it's been real The PPC been um, yes. So, so in your own words, where can people find you again? So I, just so I don't butcher <laughs> it.
2: The best place to find us, if you're interested is jungler.com, J U N G L R.com. There is a form in the bottom of the page. If you want to inquire about services, I'm still taking those. So you're going to be correct, Connected with me and say hi. Um, but the other places you can find me, I try to be relatively active on LinkedIn and then Facebook as well. Um, generally most of the groups you can find me posting away, answering questions when I come across them. So plenty ways to get in contact.
1: Yes. I don't know how you do it, but you're always posting <laughs> such amazing, relevant. It's a problem. Content. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, definitely. I follow you on, on LinkedIn for sure. And on Facebook and, uh, it is a privilege and an honor to call you uh, a friend, friend of the company. Uh, You're amazing. You're talented. And I know that everyone out there really appreciated these episodes. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. And for everyone else, I'll see you next time here in the Badger Den. Bye-bye, everyone.